1: G'day guys, welcome back to another installment of the Pelican Scoop. It is I, Lyle Swithenbank. Of course, this is a hoop-ball.com presentation. You can follow me on Twitter, at Lyle Swithenbank, L-Y-L-E-S-W-I-T-H-E-N-B-A-N-K, as in bank, as in uh, the Jazz robbed the bank, and the bank being the Pels. And probably the pills robbed themselves. Of course, at hoop ball pills is the show, guys. I'm just carrying on. We played the jazz again. Oh, yesterday, last night, um, I had set it to record, and I had a big day uh, while my best birthday festival continued. Uh, got home about past nine p.m. and uh, thought, oh well, we've got, it's a Friday night. Sit down and uh, surely the pills will come through. And uh, boy, was I wrong. So. When I finally finished, I tweeted about half past, oh, half past eleven, um, and obviously frustrated. Um, probably not fair on on the old pals, and all credit to the Jazz being eleven and four on the season. Uh, fantastic start for them. I think it's one of their um, like highest starts in history. I think for the Jazz. Doesn't bode well for the Pels though, 5-9 and nine now on the season, uh, we fell 129-118, to 118, absolutely blown out of the water again, and that was despite a pretty good start. That's what frustrated me, is that we came out the gates and I was like, they listen to the pod, they're doing everything that I'd asked. And so I'm just waiting for the call now from Griff to get the, uh, the call up as assistant coach. I know I'll have to do the two weeks quarantine or whatever it is, but it'll be worth it to help these pals. But um, it was an absolute whitewash in the end. Um, there were some bright sparks. There were some low sparks. But honestly, it was just disappointing because the way they came out, oh, my gosh. Wowza we'll go straight to the quarter by quarter. Well, that's where we're going to start because it really was a tale of, I suppose, one one quarter versus three quarters. So Pelicans in the first quarter had 43 points, which I think is right up there with our uh, scoring in first quarters this year. Uh, Utah only had 31, which was good, only. Quarter two, we came out... We had 26 and Utah decided to smash us and have 39. So a 16-point lead, which it got to at one point, evaporated. Um, Surprise. We then followed it up with a 23-point quarter and they followed up with a 30-point quarter. So we're improving slightly. And then uh, finished off last quarter with 26 and they scored 29. And that's how they scored almost 130 points on us on a a top defensive team, a team that uh, prides itself on defense we can't score. Yeah, there's some work to do. There is some absolute work to do. Obviously, there were some bright sparks. I mean, you could, we go to the box score now. Zion Williamson had 27 points and he was phenomenal. Honestly, 64% nine of 14 from the from the field. Um, hit a three pointer, first one of the season. That was um, that was ruthless too. They left him there, and he said, "All right, have it." Um, 8 of 10 free throws, you know, that improvement there has just been astronomical. Really stoked with that. Um, he's been playing really well. No faults on Zion. He just does what he can. B.I. first quarter went on an absolute tear. Um, he had, I think, almost 20 in the first half and finished up with 23. So if that's not enough for you to uh, sink your teeth into, well, who knows? Um 8 of 14 shooting again. He was good. Four three-pointers. I think they all came in the first quarter. Um, After that, he went cold. I think we left him on the bench for a little bit too long. Stephen Adams had 8 points, 16 rebounds, three assists and a steal and a block. And he was good. You know, Stephen, he's been good all year. What uh, surprises me is he had no free-throw attempts. Despite the fact that he went up and uh, got absolutely hacked the living daylights out of every time he went near the ball, um, it was the whistles were away, and I think Zion only shooting uh, 10 free throws as well, it was was just a travesty, they really have the refs have put the whistle away on our team and it's obvious, they're like well there was, for example, first quarter, Zion gets a dunk, fast break, and Royce O'Neal literally clotheslined him and they go, oh it was a clean block, and you have a look it's directly across his arms, he's landed square on his knee and then he's back you're like, well, aren't you meant to protect the good players in this league? Let bloody Royce O'Neal clothesline you and let you land on the ground. That's just ridiculous. But the the ref, the refereeing was, that was shit. Um, you know, I don't usually swear on you, but um, it was. And I was going off because it was no good. Uh, people that were also shit, uh, Lonzo Ball and Eric Bledsoe. Bledsoe, eight points, four, six rebounds, three assists, couple of steals, four of 12 shooting. Zero three-pointers of three. Lonzo Ball, 14 points. Uh, he had 15 shots, 6 of 15, which was nice. Uh, highest usage on the team as well with 26, um, which you love from your point guard. He is... You know, I I try not to get onto the players too hard. And I say, oh, you know, they're all just trying their best and they're doing the job and all of that. But Lonzo... He's failing to show anything, and it's costing him millions. You know, this is the thing. I feel for the bloke because he's a restricted free agent at the end of the year. He's meant to be earning his dosh. I don't know, I don't know how much money's going to be put forward to him. You know, someone will probably come back and say, "Yeah, no dramas. Um, we'll give you the um, we'll give you the bag." But good luck to them. Good luck to them. Um, yeah, I I just think. It's one of those things Lonzo's really got to improve. He also needs to do what he does best is pass. But not pass to a fault. There was a point where he drove into the basket and everyone was just cleared out. He, it was him in the basket and you could see his head turn and he goes, should I kick this back out? And I'm screaming at the TV. Put the thing in the, uh, in the basket and yeah, I held myself back there. But um, lay it in. Put the ball in the basket because it is just ridiculous, you know. Come on. You're an NBA basketballer. Prove it. It's um, it's frustrating to watch. You know, I honestly think it was the game where he got towed up by his brother that set him back. He was alright before that. Now he's just like all over the shop. The guards have just been atrocious. And that's besides Nikhil. Like, Nikhil's been good. And Kyra, when he gets garbage time, which surely... Surely his minutes are trending up because he's the only bloke with the patience to actually run this half court offense. All the rest just won't run. It, w- it was frustrating to see. Uh, for the first quarter, we took away the Jazz's three pointers. Like I said, off the three point line and make them make shots inside because we have good inside presence in Stephen Adams. And it worked. And we were hitting shots on the other end, and we were taking the wind out of their sails. And then we let them back in. We got slack. We started overhelping. They started hitting threes, and instead of correcting and, and stopping that, we just let them have it. And then we started letting them having the inside as well. And I had no issue with Rudy, Rudy Gobert scoring. I told you that. I said I have no issue with him being the one that beats you. But Donovan Mitchell from outside dropping 37—that's just ridiculous. Jordan Clarkson towing you up for another 20-piece. It's not good enough. Mike Conley towed you up as well. The guards absolutely slaughtered us. Our front court was dominant compared to them. Absolutely. We smashed it in the front court. The back court, just woeful. And I don't know what it is. Does Nikhil come into the starting lineup? I don't know. Does Kyra get more minutes? I hope so. JJ um, JJ needs to sort his shot out. I'm, I'm at this point now with JJ that um, whatever's wrong with him, he needs to sort out ASAP because like he had 11 points, but they weren't convincing. He's still doing these um, sidewards floating three-pointers, and he hit a couple. Don't get me wrong. He hit two three-pointers. But he wasn't that dominant force that we saw last year, and perhaps it's him going into the starting lineup. Now, I know you don't, you shouldn't reward people for underperforming, but if you can get him to play off Zion and, and Brandon Ingram and, and get his eye in early, perhaps that—that's what we need to do to get him going. Because if you can get 15 points a game from him, it makes a world of difference. All of a th- sudden, he becomes the third scorer. They start closing out on him, you know. You start winning games I don't know I don't know I'm I'm obviously frustrated I slept on it I slept well But um, I'm recording this at 9.25 on a Saturday morning By the way Just for a bit of context So I've just woken up And um, you know A bit of a sleep in But the frustration still sizzles. To, to do that again after the first quarter was just, um, yeah, that was no good. Now, one of the funny things that I suppose... I don't know if it's funny, I suppose. It's one of those things that, that happens is Stan Van Gundy got ejected. So the coach cracked sad and he was, um, he was thrown out after a couple of tech fouls. And both of them were admittedly off terrible, terrible calls. There was a point where uh, Donovan Mitchell was about three steps outside of the court Threw it back in while he's standing on the ground Bounced off Jackson and they said it was off it, off Jackson I'm sitting there going Have you got eyes? Are your eyes painted on? Uh, because the bloke's from, I don't know A metre away Less than that And he's looking at it and he's going, no, nah, no, nah, it's off you And, you know, Jackson for the most part was bloody good He played well um, I was quite impressed with how he went. You know, he always has his deer in the headlight moments now and then. But against Rudy Gobert, his athleticism was was helpful. It was good. Um, I don't have any criticisms there. So to see him get copying these silly fouls, you know, there was these back and forth fouls between Joe Ingles and um, and JJ Reddick. Just let it play. They're throwing their head back. You know, Royce, Royce uh was it Conley or Royce O'Neill, one of them decided to throw his head back and fly back when he. Slightly grazed Stephen Adams, and the refs were just so quick to call it for them. But they don't protect our guys, and that is, you know, I'm not a big ref criticiser, but they were they were no good last night. They were no good, um, and it shouldn't be up to the coach to have to get ejected just to make his point across. Um, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't impressed about the um, the umpiring. It was pretty average. Other things that were average. Defence. It looked like as soon as that 16-point lead evaporated that we had nothing left. It was like we put everything into that first quarter and we said, yeah, that's enough. Well, it turns out, guys, it isn't. It isn't enough. So we've really got to dig in there. Um, another thing that we need to get a hold of is working out what's going on with the offense. Are we going fast? Are we going slow? Sometimes we're going fast. Sometimes we're just rushing. I think the opening possession for us was Lonzo throwing it directly over the head of no one and out of bounds um, from half court. So that was pretty good. Um, You know, that was sort of the theme for the night in the end. You know, the first quarter was really good, but uh, I think if you could sum it up in one play, it was Lonzo sailing it into the third row uh, in the opening possession because we're so bad at opening games. We turn it over, I reckon. I'd like to see the stat on that, actually. I have to work that out. Um, But let's have a look. Turnovers, now that we're on the topic. Zion, one. Good. Ingram, one. Adams had five, which is not great. Eric Bledsoe, two. Lonzo Ball had three. Reddick two. Nikhil had two. And Jackson Hayes had one. Overall, 17 on the night. You know, at a point that was 13 to 14, it was not too bad. But 17 turnovers is still a lot to give up. We head over to the uh, the score summary. It's like running up to the big board. Kenny the Jet, uh, three pointers, eleven of twenty five. Well done, guys. They hit seventeen of thirty nine, but they're a three point shooting team for the most part. Not too bad. Free throws, twenty three of thirty. We left some on the on the bench. They hit twenty four of twenty five. Field goals, fifty percent. They shot forty four of eighty eight. Assists were the same with twenty seven. Rebounds, we only just got out the top with uh, 41. Turnovers, 17 to 15. Points off turnovers, we actually won that, 21 to 22. So that was something that's a positive. Because when we turn the ball over, we stopped them scoring. They scored just as much as we scored off theirs, which, you know, that's okay. It's still higher than how many turnovers you had, but not as bad as it could have been. Not as bad as 17 turnovers has proven uh, previously. So you have to take the little positives out of these games as well. And that's something that I think we have to do. One thing I think that really needs to be worked out is who is going to be the third guy and who is going to be the third guy consistently. Is it just going to be a rotating roster of, of who's going to step up each game? Because I don't know if that's the right way to go about it. You know, Lonzo took the most shots from anyone and and you're sitting there going, why is he the one that gets to launch all these terrible shots? Give it to BI. Give it to Zion. They're the guys that deserve it. Who knows? It's uh, it's one of those things, you know, it'll work out. Hopefully now that the uh, 14 day road trip is over, thankfully, the guys can go home, they can sleep in their own bed, they can see their family, or whatever the bubble protocol is, the NBA protocol and, um, and have a rest and recuperate and then maybe we get a training and a uh, practice and, and work out um, whether or not Well, what we're going to do to work this out the next game is at home the Wolves, they're 3 and 10 so we're above them 5 and 9 it would really be good to come out and stomp this mob um, famous last words no doubt and probably Carl anthony Towns will come back and, um, <laughs> against us which no doubt will be typical but um, yeah we, we'll see what happens with that um, they're another team that has been up and down but they have some three point shooting, Beasley um, Diego Russell, guys like that you just need to chase off the three point line I think we can't just let them, we can't live or die by them. the other team hitting threes I don't think that's sustainable and we've shown that it's not, um, just wait till they miss no, we're not doing that anymore. That's um, that's a bad, bad philosophy. Um, allegedly Stan Van Gundy did ninety percent defense at training and not much offense. Uh, well now we need a bit of offense as well. Apparently, hasn't watched any offensive film, um, which I find offensive. Honestly, it um, it's atrocious. So we need to sort that out and um. Twitter is obviously going to get on him and when you lose a few games, oh, what's happening? He's lost the team and all this carry on, but he hasn't lost the team. He's just gone through one of the hardest road trips in NBA history, by the way, that, uh, you know, the, the conditions, I think, is something that we overlook. We think these guys staying in lavish hotels and going out and eating, but because of the COVID, they're just sitting in their hotel rooms the whole time. They're basically doing quarantine. There's bus or plane and then hotel room, you don't see one another, you don't get to practice, you rock up the game, oh, g'day, mate, what's happening? And then, um... And then you're back into it. And that's, um... It's sad, you know? It must be tough. And this is the hardest part of the whole schedule. So, you remember last year we had a massive losing streak, and then, um, and we haven't done that too badly this time. And then all of a sudden we had the the end of the year ticked over, and, um, we came into 2020 with so much optimism. And, um... No, spoilers alert. Wasn't that great? And really made a playoff uh, playoff push. So, you know, that's something that uh, hopefully we could replicate. But we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. You know, it's early. Everyone is still adjusting. The next few games are at home, which are good. We got the Wolves, and then we take on the. hmm. Then who do we take on? Then we got the Spurs. So we're away again. Actually. So we're home for one and then we're away. I think they hate us. I think the scheduling hates us because they keep sending us away um, but it'll be good if we can beat a couple of those teams. You know, the Spurs are an up and down side as well. I no, know, it is at home. It's at home. I was lying. It's so maybe the Wolves are away. It's not over. I lied. The road trip continues. We're heading to Minnesota and I'm sure it's cold as hell up there. So... One more game of the road trip, and then then we're home. So um, disregard the warm beds; that's another couple of days away. So let's hope we can go in there and beat them. Um, fingers crossed that's going to happen, but uh, I'm not sure whether it will. Now that it's not at home, then again we don't win at home either. So fingers crossed we can pull this one out. It'll be good. That'll bring us to six and nine on the season. You can you can um, definitely. Drag yourself back to 500 with a couple of easy wins. Um, you just got to do it. You got to dig in. That's what you got to show a bit of heart. Dig in. Copy what Zion's doing. Be right, Play for the full game. It'd be great. I love you guys, but gosh, you make it frustrating. Now, I'll do my three key takeaways from Jazz 2.0. Before that, mybookie.ag. If you need to do some betting, um, type in hoopball when you sign up, and they'll probably look after you. And uh, manscaped.com, hoopball20 is the code H O O P B A L L 20 on your keyboard. And. Um, That'll give you 20% off and uh, and free shipping, which we love over there. And, of course, hoop has got plenty going on over there. You want betting, you want fantasy, daily fantasy advice, you want NBA advice, you want NBA news, head over there, have a look, because there's heaps going on. At Football fantasy on Twitter, of course. Now, the three key takeaways. Number one, Zion goes from strength to strength. This guy is going to take over this team fairly shortly if BI lets him... Um, Because B.I. has not shown that he wants to be number one. I think he wants to be... Some nights he wants to be number one or for some quarters he wants to be number one. But otherwise, um, Zion, I think, is trending towards taking this team over and he he is a safe bucket, which I love. Um, Loved seeing him stroke three now and then. Um, If you're going to hit a three, well, do it in style, and he did that. Um, Number two... We need to work out what's going on with the with the guards because there are shambles. Uh, there's points where guys are jumping for rebounds and treading on the center's feet and knocking your center over. and We can't have that. Uh, know your role. Play good, patient basketball. We don't need to rush. If we're going to be slow, we might as well be good at being slow. If we're going to be fast, well, that's not what we're good at. So slow down. Smell the roses. And the third takeaway, of course, is let's go and beat Minnesota. Go and stomp them. Prove that you deserve to hang in the West. Go and do it because the fans need it. Anyway, guys, I'm going to leave it at that. Time to go and start my Saturday. Have a wonderful day. As always, I'm Lyle Swithinbank at Lyle Swithinbank on Twitter at HootballPels. Bye for now.